but there's always going to be somebody out there that challenges my character my character right no no matter what no matter what you're not gonna you're not for everybody you got to be comfortable with that people are going to talk so don't let that fear of people talking hold you back but if ai comes and takes the place takes the thing that your boss does whose job do you think he's gonna take especially if he's he has more value in a sense of his education and whatnot and he can do what you do and if the systems of ai ever mess up he can go back to doing that they're gonna replace you it was like you know they want to stop it but at the same time they don't want to stop it because by doing that you jeopardize giving your opponents you know china russia whoever you jeopardize giving them the opportunity to not only capitalize off of it but manipulate how you thought we were going to do within america welcome to the psyche expansion podcast a podcast where we discuss the connection between past present and future generations how y'all doing today i am your host gabriel elijah what's going on i'm full of energy today i am full of energy today i hope you are as well i hope your family's doing well i hope work is going well i hope your brain is functioning on all types of high levels and high frequencies you know what I'm saying? Push that negativity out your life. What's going on with y'all? Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So today, what we're going to get into is 365 days lived in fear. I know that title looks crazy, right? But like a lot of times we don't even realize that we are living in fear and we're letting that thing hold us back. We're letting it hold us back. And it may not even be fear that we came up with ourselves it may be fear that other people have put on us right by their failure and trauma you know I've always been the type of person throughout high school to where I've tried things right I've been in different lanes in life before the experience and to feed my curiosity like I've tried out for it teams whether it be football basketball I played baseball track I knew nothing about these sports before I even jumped in there right I rap for a little bit. Come on now, I got bars. Y'all better stop playing with me. I have multiple jobs. Just got to know me, my personality, to know why, and be in that workspace around me to know why that certain jobs didn't work with me. Um, I own an Airbnb, and that situation is crazy. I will tell y'all about it maybe next time, but that situation is crazy how I even got that started. I've dated outside of my race. You know, a lot of people see that as like a bad thing, whatever. I just... Like I said, I've been one to experience all different types of things. I had dreadlocks. I cut my hair bald for my dreads. That was crazy. My dreads was like literally hanging below, you know, where your chest will cuff at, cuff at whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you brolic like I am, you know what I'm talking about. You know, your dreads hang down. And yeah, I cut them all off. I cut them all off. I just had to prove a point. Like the hair didn't make me, to be real. I've tattooed my body, you know, even down to my fingers. I have the faith that I am, I will gain so much knowledge that people won't be able to turn me down as far as whether it's I, if I want to work with somebody or work for somebody, you know, they're going to see the value in me. And like these tattoos are going to be benign in a sense. And most recently, I made the biggest change of them all, right? The biggest change of them all, I have shifted my attention from, you know, 
I would say I've changed what and who I give most of my attention to. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a big one because, you know, you had to cut off things that you would usually do. You had to cut off people who you usually hang with or talk to or whatever. I've made all these big changes, right? And some would see this as a act of courageousness or say, yeah, that's a little bit courageous. You know, you've done all these things. But me personally, I don't see that as being courageous. So it took, it didn't take courage for me to try out for that team. It didn't take courage for me to rap, say words. You know, it didn't take me courage to do those things. The courage part comes in for me, right? The courage part comes in whenever you face that fear. That's courage. Facing the fear to get to do that thing, right? It doesn't take courage to dribble a basketball or shoot a basketball. It's the fear in between doing something, right? If nobody, if you didn't think, you know, if you didn't think you would get laughed at or picked on because you wanted to do music, you'd probably just put it out because, you know, there, it doesn't, there's no fear of someone like having pushback on your work. You know, that's my idea of courage is the attacking the fear and coming out victorious, arms up. You know the emoji where they put the arm up? Yeah, that's how you gotta, how you gotta go about things. A lot of the times we don't even think about why we fear things. You know, is it that you've seen somebody else go through something and you just don't want to be picked at, laughed at, or whatever you've seen happen to them, do you not want that to come back on you? Is it that you aren't confident in your capability to learn something and accomplish it, right? Are you not sure of yourself and your skills? What's causing that, though? What's causing that? Do you even know why you fear something that you fear or is it just been passed down to you? Like, it could be very possible that these fears were just handed to you and you don't even know why you're afraid of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, the lessons of fear could be passed down from parents, grandparents. Some would argue that, you know, even our ancestors, like it's in our DNA. I was watching a video of some people sitting on the front porch and a dog came running up. But it was like, is that like the fear or is it just like epigenetics? You know what I'm saying? I had a discussion with one of my cousins about that. But to move on, you know, your parents ever says something like, girl, boy, you better go to college so you can get a good job. You know what I'm saying? So you, that's, the, like, that's the only way you're guaranteed to, I guess, get a good job or be successful in society is to go to college, get a degree. You know, by them doing that, I don't think they realize what they're doing. They're programming you to be a pawn, a pawn, like in chess. They're programming you to be a pawn on the board of life, right? Like you're basically like, you're very replaceable. Like the front ones are very replaceable. You know, I don't know how, too, how many of y'all are familiar with chess. I am just a little bit, right? I'm not even about to sit here in front like I know a lot about chess. But I was on a chess team in high school, you know what I'm saying? So if any of y'all want to smoke, all I'm saying is they have chess online and I will give you my username so you can catch this work. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. A lot of people don't even realize where they got that fear from and they don't think that step up, right? Like, why do I fear this thing? I've never really even had any interaction with this thing or I, somebody just told me, like, you know, they instilled that in me to be fearful of that. You know, your parents ever said something like, 
you better quit or I'll whoop you. Or you ask a question, they be like, because I said so. You know what I'm saying? I don't necessarily too much agree with that. I get it why some parents say it at some times. Maybe it's like you're in a store and you don't really got too much time to be explaining something. You know, you just need them to quit doing what they're doing at that point in time. But I do think that you should follow up with a explanation because by you doing that, you're just instill like you're making them fearful of authority. Anybody that presents themselves as authoritative figure, you're going to make them not question that person, whether that person ha- has their best intentions in mind. You know, and it, it may seem a bit extreme, but it really is that, though. You know, you are the person of authority at that time. So whenever they go get a job and the boss tells them to do something and they're just fearful that the boss is going to, you know, punish them, not in the same way that you did when they were a kid, but take their job from them or, you know, keep them from going up in rank. You know, they could go to team lead or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Instead of challenging what that authoritative figure says, you know, you should definitely follow up and give explanations to kids and let them know why you said what you said. Because just because you say something, I ain't gonna lie, don't mean it's right. Because a lot of us have been misled and misguided, you know, and that's just what it is. That that whooping, whooping a child, you know, just because they don't, listen, I won't even go into where I think, you know, that those steps came from whooping or do, as I say. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about where I think that came from, but I think you get it already. You know what I'm saying? But listen, it didn't start with our parents, but it should end with us, right? You know, from this day forward, we are aware, right? If you never thought about it, if you never had that perspective on it, we are aware now. So we will no longer push those things on our kids or friends or family at that. You know, it's time to be accountable. It's time to be accountable. Think about the root of where those things stem from. You know, we have to do a lot of self-reflection. And if you're fearful of what people are going to say about you, listen, people are going to talk regardless. You cannot stop nobody from talking. And if they don't talk, they're going to think. And then they're going to say whenever they're not around you. You cannot stop nobody from talking. I don't care how many times you beat them up. They're going to talk to somebody about you or they're going to think some type of way about you. No matter if you, listen, I come to y'all genuinely saying these things, right? But there's always going to be somebody out there that challenges my character, my character, right? No, no matter what, no matter what, you're not gonna, you're not for everybody. You gotta be comfortable with that. People are gonna talk. So don't let that fear of people talking hold you back. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't let them limit your success. Don't let them limit your life to where you don't reach success at the level that you want to reach it. No, you didn't ask to be here. And we know that, right? We know that. I didn't ask to be here. I'm glad I'm here, though. Listen, check me out. I am glad I'm here. God, I thank you. Thank you. But listen, I know we didn't ask to be here, but we're here. We're here. We might as well make it a good experience while we're here. And if you choose otherwise, listen, nobody's going to, well, I'm not going to tell you are wrong for that. But I just can't, I just can't hear about you you know, you can't come to me and be like, you know, it's so-and-so on fault if you're not taking accountability for things. You want to point fingers. Like, when you, you do you know whenever you point your finger, whenever you point your finger and you look at your pinky ring, I think that's your ring finger, right? But yeah, your pinky ring and middle finger, they're all three of them fingers are pointing back at you. You pointing one out, you got three pointing back at you. You know what I'm saying? So just be aware of that. 
It's yourself trying to tell yourself to be accountable. You are powerful. You are courageous. You are strong. You are healthy. You are wealthy and rich already. You know what I'm saying? Speak that upon yourself. Speak that upon yourself, man. You are powerful, courageous, strong, healthy, rich, and wealthy already. You know what I'm saying? You got to say that every morning. Determine that you're going to have a good day. Don't let life determine that for you. You know what I'm saying? A person that doesn't think for themselves allows other people to think for them. You know, at the end of the day, you stand in your own way. I can't. No, that's like how it's a known saying that you can't change nobody. Only they can change themselves. And a lot of times it's themselves holding them back from getting to the next level in life because of the thought of fear, the what if. Yo, there's so many what ifs, but a lot of times people just favor towards the negatives in the what if. And half the time, more than half the time, the things that they're oh, making up in their head that's controlling them, limiting them, doesn't even happen. Isn't even true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, we have to build greater habits. Like, we have to build better habits. You know, listen to better things. Because our subconscious is more important to us than we'll ever know. Listen, trust me. Well, I won't even say trust me. Do your own research. Listen to Jim Rohn. Listen to all these other motivational speakers. Eric Thomas, read your Bible, read your Quran, read whatever you read books. But our subconscious is a powerful thing that we don't even really think about. We don't even know how it really operates. We know like it's in there somewhere. It's doing something, but we don't know what it's doing. But everything that we see, read, hear, it's in our subconscious, right? So we can only output what we input. And if we're inputting things to our subconscious, it's going to come out of us, right? So just pay attention to that, like the surroundings and the things that you pay attention to. You feel me? And now that times are moving forward, right? You know, I'll speak on today and for like today and up. AI is becoming the fear of most people because what they see on the news and what they hear, like I do give out the bad, but I also give out a lot of the good. I try to give out more good than bad when it comes to AI because I do not want people to be fearful of it. You know what fear is going to do to people that fears AI? Like right now, let's just say you're at a job and you're like, oh, I'm not worried about AI. It's not going to take my job. Okay, cool. Yeah, it may not right now. It may not. But if it takes your boss job, I said this on earlier on, you know, on my cousin's podcast, Cut the Noise. Shout out to Calvin. But if AI comes and takes the place, takes the thing that your boss does, whose job do you think he's going to take? Especially if he's he has more value in a sense of his education and whatnot, and he can do what you do. And if the system's of AI ever mess up, he can go back to doing that. They're going to replace you. They're going to move him down, move you out. You know what I'm saying? In with the new, out with the old. I just, another thing is that AI is a leap forward. It can be a leap forward for a lot of us, right? We don't have the skills. We don't have the knowledge. Like, we don't have the qualifications to get us a certain job. But, that's where AI comes in. It can literally help you with all of those things. All you have to do is ask it. Be able to prompt it. Be able to ask it to do or perform the task that you can't do. You just, I guess, articulate it in a way. Well, not even, art, like, just type it in a way that it can understand it. There's some apps where you can articulate it or speak it to it, and it'll give it back to you, but it's not in text form. There is that, too, though. 
Like it's so much AI technology is coming out every day. And I always go back to the report, you know, and there's more reports coming out. You know, IBM, they had a report saying that people will lose jobs. You know, some jobs will, some jobs will need new skills training. Some jobs will become obsolete, meaning they won't need, they won't be there anymore because AI will take the systems and then, you know, it will create new jobs. But the thing is the people who are going to, and, and it's not only AI that's going to take people's jobs. It's going to people that be the people that's using AI that's going to take the people's jobs, right? So if you're doing something, if you're, I don't know, spreadsheets, PowerPoints, whatever the case may be, like on a computer, and you're doing it manually, not using any type of technology, the next person that can come in and be more efficient, efficient, he's going to take, he or she is going to take your spot. Like, temp, like they're going to take your spot. They're going to take your spot because they're going to get so much more done they're going to get so much more done on a daily basis than you just sitting there trying to figure out everything by yourself whenever the AI can literally do it 10 times faster. You know, I just want to say don't be afraid of it. It is your leap forward. It is your key in the door to this next this next paradigm in life. And yeah, I, I, like I said before, Goldman Sachs had a report. We already know, you know, I heard the CEO of ChatGPT by OpenAI, the CEO, Sam Altman, he spoke not too long ago and he was saying like how it's kind of having this reverse effect to where they thought it was going to take low skill level jobs first, you know, like cashiers and whatever. Now they're now seeing it has like this, it's starting from top to bottom where it's taking bankers jobs, coders jobs, advisors jobs dietitians you know a lot of this stuff is a lot of this stuff may not be present in your face every day but you know the, those are things you should pay attention to next i want to go into i want to go into oh yeah and matter let me just mention this last thing though and it's also important that we get into ai because you know just to give it our information right they already think it's going to be hard for, they already think it's going to be hard for us to train ai in a way to where it's fair to African-Americans, Latinos, Latinas, because of the biases that's deeply ingrained into it. So they're already thinking it's going to be hard for it to give us a, the fair advantage when it comes to that. Like we should, that's why we should be more involved. We should learn what needs to be adjusted. You know what I'm saying? We should be learning now what the problems are. So whenever it takes over, you know, in a sense of it's in our everyday lives all the time. There's not a time that you're not kind of experiencing it. Like we won't be having problems dealing with it then. I said before, don't let it become the battleground for racial inequality. Yeah, racial equality. Yeah, but moving on, moving on. So the next segment, AI, right? AI for artificial intelligence, where we spotlight a person of African descent, doing things in the AI space. AI. Okay, I just want to explain two things first before I even go into to this segment, so I, before I get too deep. AI is artificial intelligence. Like, that's what it means. To give you a very simplistic, you know, a description of it, right? It can perform tasks. It's like the brain of a computer. Now, more recent development, it, like I said, it could be your mentor, it could be your therapist, it could be your coach, it could be your uh, dietitian, it could be your budgeter. Like, it could do so many things, right? 
That's AI, artificial intelligence. The next word is czar, C-Z-A-R, which I've always heard of this word, but I never really knew what it meant. But um, it's a person appointed by a government to advise and coordinate policy in a particular area. So it's a government appointed uh, position. Well, what I figured out this past week is that our VP, Kamala Harris, is our AI czar. czar. <laughs> I'm sorry. She is our AI czar. So she's in charge of operations over AI where it comes to policymaking, lawmaking, you know, regulating, I guess, like communicating between what Congress wants and what the, you know, she's doing a lot of things, right? A multitude of things. So I did some research, but I, cause I wanted to know, you know, I personally wanted to know what made her qualified to have this position. Because, you know, a lot of the times, well, some of the times you can go and work for a job and you'll have a manager or a supervisor and you'd be like, yo, what? you don't even know what you're doing. What qualifies you? you? I know more than you. How did you get this? You know what I'm saying? That type of feel. But I just don't have too much information on her at all. So this, uh, you know, just helped me get to know her a little bit better. Vice President Kamala Harris was appointed to AIZAR on May 5th, 2023 leading to a new initiative to manage and regulate the advancement of artificial intelligence. You know, it says the initiative involves engaging with CEOs of top American companies in the AI space, such as Microsoft, OpenAI, Anthropic, and Google. Those are also some great companies to look into if you invest. You know, I don't, I'm not sure if Anthropic and is on the, in the market, but I know you can invest in Google if you wanted to, which is a top player, and Microsoft. But Google is under Alphabet. I had to get back to you on, because I think there's two different, I can't remember. But you can invest in Google and you can invest in Microsoft, which is doing great right now. And as AI technology keeps advancing, I don't see why they would, you know, not do well. But getting back to Kamala, you know, the, the things she's supposed to do. Discuss risk mitigation strategies related to AI. Part of the plan is establish seven new AI research institutes, which will total up to, uh, you know, 25, not 25 new, seven new ones, but it will total up to 25. As far as her qualifications, educational background in computer science and applied mathematics is understanding the technical aspects of AI is key to effectively guiding policy and regulations around it. So she has a background in computer science and applied mathematics experience in law specifically as attorney general where she combated cyber crime so she has a little bit of experience in tech is what i'm seeing this experience likely gave her insights into the intersection of technology law and ethics which is vital when dealing with ai you know cyber crime is very important so i don't know how deep she was into it but i think she came out with some found like some organizations to fight against cyber crime and whatnot so that's big but again that's just one part of it, though. However, it's important to note that the role of AI czar is not just about having technical knowledge or legal expertise. Yeah, see, here we go. It's also, it also involves strategic planning, policymaking, engaging with a wide range of stakeholders, from tech companies to public interest groups to policymakers. Yeah, again, she's in charge of a multitude of things. My thing is, I don't know if 
she's going to be able to, because these AI algorithms and whatnot are very complex. Like it's to the point where they aren't even sure what's going on, right? These things are, they're learning and teaching itself how to do things, how to make things better, right? And it's not that I'm downing her intelligence by any means. What I'm saying is the people that have been developing and researching this don't even really know what's going on. Like they, they'll tell you that they've said that they don't know what's going. There's a certain part of this AI technology that they don't even know how it's doing, what it's doing or what it's doing inside of it. So just the, her comprehensive skills or capacity is what I'm basically questioning because it it is deep, you know, but I wish the best for her though. You know, they have, they do have some concerns, politics and AI Politics can have significant influence on the direction of AI policy, concerned that political considerations or pressures might affect the decision regarding AI. You know, basically saying that she is on one side of the part, like she's on one party. And it's like, why would I give, if I'm a Republican, why would I be comfortable? Why would I, you know, it's not that they can't even give permission. The permission has already been given to her. But why would I feel comfortable with you having this power right that can influence people you know they are comparing this thing to a nuke it it has the potential to be like a nuclear bomb right like it can destroy humanity not in the sense of an explosion but it very well could do that i don't want to go into that rabbit hole but ai says this could potentially lead to policies that favor certain groups or companies ai manipulation yeah so just manipulating within politics and human behavior. Another one is regular. No, I don't want to do that one. But yeah, back to the bias. You know, I'll spin back to the bias within workplace, politics, whatever. Bias and discrimination. While Harris has advocated for countering bias in AI, achieving this goal is a complex task. Some critics may question whether enough. What some critics may question whether enough can be done to effectively address bias especially given the bias can be done deeply. The bias can be deeply ingrained in data and algorithms. It can be difficult to detect and mitigate. Yeah, like I said, a lot of them don't even know how this thing is doing what it's doing. Like they have a sense of it and they, if they really dug, maybe they could find it, which I don't doubt that they are doing. So I don't even know if what I just said is valid to say. I feel like if they knew how to find out what it was doing, they would do it, right? It only makes sense. Then they'll have some type of explanation to give to people. But then again, we don't know because maybe they do know and then they're using it for their own benefit. This is a very important thing to look into, y'all. I'm not sure if or why you haven't looked into it. or And if you have, you know, I appreciate you for doing your part and, you know, keep digging. You know what I'm saying? Keep being involved because, again, this thing could have a great benefit for us but if we don't use it and we just let it go on it's going to be like the leap right the leap between whenever the internet came out and people didn't want to use the internet even though it was even when it be whenever computers became more affordable and you were able to get a computer for you know the average household most people still stayed away from the internet but you see the effect that it has on those people right now you know they don't see the importance in the, in the, of the internet but we do there's so much that you can benefit in life from just utilizing the internet we don't and, and they say ai is going to have a hundred times more effect than what the internet was you know that's if 
that's if, and I don't even want to say if that's if Congress let it to go through because either way, the genie is out the bottle, right? This thing is out. It's already doing what it does and they're using it in other countries. So one way or another, it's going to be a part of our lives, whether we like it or not. You know, I was just talking to a friend earlier. It was like, you know, they want to stop it. But at the same time, they don't want to stop it because by doing that, you jeopardize giving your opponents, you know, China, Russia, whoever, you jeopardize giving them the opportunity to not only capitalize off of it, but manipulate how you thought we were going to do within America, you know, and that may not. And I can't even see why it would be in our best interest to slow down. We kind of need to be the first, but at the same time, we need to practice safety, you know, safety measures to the highest standard, but don't stop the development of it. Again, my concern isn't a shot at her intelligence by any means, but, but will she be able to comprehend the types of algorithms being ran and the complexity of how the LMs, large language models, are working together to output these things? But look, good luck to you, auntie. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure you can do it if you put your head to it. Yeah, I'm, she's working with some great people. And yeah, man, that is the AI segment for this week for our artificial and African intelligence, but African intelligence, more importantly, we need to be involved. I'll leave you with this message. Fear is a taught tactic, but it won't be taught by you nor I anymore. Knowledge, awareness, empowerment, and critical thinking can help you break free from it. Practice those tactics and surround yourself with people who do the same. Listen, that has been this week's episode of the Psych Expansion Podcast. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us, like the video on YouTube, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you enjoy listening to podcasts. Until next time, peace.